Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the NFL season 2018. This is a brand new series of the Fumble with myself, Vernon Kay, and the man over there, Mr. Darren Fletcher. Darren, here we go again, my friend. And do you know what? It doesn't seem five minutes since we were stood behind the end zone in Minnesota, me and you, cheering on Philadelphia in the middle of a gaggle of New England Patriots supporters. Having had about 25 Budweiser's. <laughs> and to be honest, my head looks just about gone. But what a great night. But it doesn't seem five minutes since we were there, does it? It doesn't at all. And we were knee deep in empty bottles of Bud Lights. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Boys and girls, we were drinking Bud Light. Because in America, if you're going to put in a session, you can't drink European beer. It's got to be the American stuff that's slightly alcoholic water. If, if I was drinking uh, the European stuff, I would still be there now. There's no way I would have made it back. The only good thing about that trip was that you got me in such a state. And you did really well, actually. You know, I, you, you surprised me. But it was a good job my flight was postponed the following day because I don't think they would have let me on. Well, I went back out. I went Hello? out with uh, Jason Bell, Olsu <laughs> Manura, and your massive uh, defensive end from uh, the Denver Broncos, former uh, yeah. Dallas Cowboy. Demarcus Ware. Demarcus Ware. And can I just say, Demarcus, I know you'll probably never hear this, but what a lovely guy. It was a pleasure to spend some time in his company. Very polite, uh, very gentlemanly, and uh, thanks for getting me on the guest list. Anyway, Darren, let's kick off. Uh, it's the biggest question that everyone has probably asked you on the old Twitter, stop. on the social stop. media. Go on. Be- stop. i tell you why. Because everybody expects us at this stage to ask who's going to win the Super Bowl. But that's not the biggest question on this podcast this week, Vernon Kay. All right. The biggest question this week on this podcast, and there's guys out there, girls out there, they've been doing this for the last two weeks. They've all been picking their fantasy teams. No! And they've all took tremendous care in what they're doing. No! Right? And they were all thinking, with the number 68th pick in the draft, what should I do? And you had the dilemma last night. last, Last night, the dilemma was, uh, pick 68, what do I do? Do I take Josh Gordon, who's still on the board? Deshaun Watson, who's still on the board? Jordan Reed, who's still on the board? Tight ends are scarce. Carlos Hyde, featured running back for the Cleveland Browns. No! I'm going to take Greg Zerline, the kicker for the Rams. <laughs> the big question is, why? All right. Why? Right. Here's my thing. I woke up this morning and it was like I had beer fear. You know when you've had a few drinks and you wake up the following morning and think, oh, did I really say that? Or was I really dancing on the tables with my shirt spinning around my head, topless, in front of everyone? I had that feeling this morning. I thought, did I actually mid-draft pick a defence? You took a kicker before the defense. Well, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Okay, because I your was... fifth round pick was a kicker. Fifth, fifth. I was fifth pick uh, in the first round. I went. Uh, I picked 
<sighs> Ezekiel Elliott, because he was the best running back still on the board. After let me let me rounds. tell you, I, I've got the draft in front oh, of me. I'll tell you exactly what you did. So so you took with your first pick Zeke Elliott. With your second pick, you took Aaron Rodgers. With your third pick, you took Zach Ertz. At this point, I'm thinking this man is constructing a roster. This man. Howie Roseman gets all the credit for building the Eagles last season to a Super Bowl winner. <laughs> My man is building a roster. After that, you take the Jaguars D in round four. Hmm. At this stage, I'm thinking, hang on. In round five, you got back to reality. You took Chris Hogan. So I'm thinking, okay, breakout season. Think he's going to do well. So in round six, pick 68. I took Evan Ingram at 65. Devin Funches, 66. Josh Gordon, 67. Greg the leg at 68 by you. And then Deshaun Watson, Jordan Reed, Drew Brees, Corey Davis, on and on and on. A defence and a kicker inside six rounds. You know something, my friend, that none of us do. I don't know what it is yet, but you do. And last year, I came second in our draft by using average wide receivers. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do that again. So if you think about it, there is a bit of method in my madness. I took the best quarterback. I got a top three tight end. I got the best kicker and I got the best defense. I got a top five running back and my receivers and everything else, Darren. And this is what's making me really worried. <laughs> everything else is absolute dog shite. I, I would like to put a question out to our loyal fumble downloaders. Has anybody else who's drafted this close season taken a kicker any higher than pick 68? If right. you have, just be honest and tell us. Just tell us. Make Vern feel better. But I think you I think you guaranteed an average of, or let's say, a minimum of nine points by taking him. He's better than most people's flex. Let's be honest. But what if they're better in the red zone this year than they were last year? He doesn't get so many field goals. Yeah, but I... Well, we're moving on now to facts <laughs> and stats about football, Darren, and that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about the fun of the NFL. But I'll tell you, like I saw Jared Goff on the board and I didn't take him. I took Dak Prescott as a backup because I've got Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is by, I think it's either week seven or week nine. So I thought I need a yeah. decent quarterback. And by that time, we know that Dak Prescott is going to be up and running. He's going to be firing if the Cowboys have a great season, which, let's be honest, they're going to have an average season anyway. So Dak's going to replace Aaron. And then I'm thinking, I'm stuck now because all the wide receivers that are left are pretty average. And I really didn't know what to do. But then yeah. I thought, well, look, Jared Goff's still there. Do I take Jared Goff or Dak? I took Dak because I don't think Jared Goff is still the quarterback that the head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay, wants him to be. So I think field goals are still going to be ten or plenty, and that's why I took the leg. Um, I was really happy with my team, by the way. Load of speed, good team. I took a little bit of a gamble on Andrew Luck, but provided the shoulders okay. I got him in a great position in the draft, a lot lower than he would ordinarily be drafted. All right, tell us who you got. Tell us who you got. So, don't so keep I got Alvin Kamara and Lovely. Christian McCaffrey with the first two picks. Not one sure and on two. McCaffrey. Average. I think he'll be a workhorse this year and will outperform his draft position. Tyreek Hill, Alex Collins, the next two. Lovely. So, three top running backs in four picks. Juju Smith-Schuster as my second wideout. Evan Ingram as my tight end. I think he'll be really good in the Giants system this year. Andrew Luck at quarterback. Then I went for a bit of depth. While you were taking kickers, I was taking Will Fuller of the Houston Texans, Kenny Stills of the Miami Dolphins, James White of the New England Patriots. Two defences, the Texans and the Steelers. Then I got Jared Goff in case Luck's shoulder falls off. And then McKicker right at the end. Pick 161. Almost 100 picks after you. I took Will Lutz of the New Orleans Saints. They are Kamara Chameleon, winners of the league this year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll I mean, tell you who, my, who my shining light could be. Yeah. Right? Aguilar for the Philadelphia Eagles because, yeah. because yeah, like they're weak at the moment they at are. wide receiver. And I think they he's going to get a lot of football. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see. The, the reason why I took Kenny Stills is that Jarvis Landry's gone. He's now the number one receiver in Miami. And Tannehill does like to pass it. Kenyon Drake's a good running back. And I just think where he was in the draft, he's probably going to outperform the position. So even though I don't expect Kenny Stills to be in the Pro Bowl, I just think he's going to, you're going to get more production from the, than where I drafted him. So that's why I like him. Very but nice. it does take us on very nicely, doesn't it, to the big question. And we had a bit of a laugh at the start because that's what we do on this podcast. But we're going to kick it off by not going through all the divisions and 
previewing the season and boring everybody to death. We're actually just going to get right down to the nitty-gritty. Who's going to play in the Super Bowl? And who's going to win it? So why don't you kick us off and give us your two teams in the Super Bowl, one from the NFC and one from the AFC. Who's going to win it and why? Right. Well, I'm going to... Uh... I've gone right outside the box here, by the way. Mine's bizarre. All and right, you tell me yours. I've had a, and I've had a bet. I've put my money where my mouth is, too. I've done that this year. Go on, who have right. you, you gone for? So from the AFC, yep. I've gone for the Los Angeles Chargers. What? Yep. They are... I'll tell you why. They're stacked on offense at all the skill positions. Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, Philip Rivers... Uh, Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams. They've got a really good offensive line. When you look on the other side of the ball, they've got a really good defensive line. Two pass rushes on on the edges, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa, who will get to the quarterback. They've got a very good secondary already that's got better with Derwin, Derwin James being added in the draft. And I just think that, barring last season, where the kicker cost them three games, and they've been so unfortunate with injuries for so long, if they can go injury-free, their roster, I think, is as good as any in the league. They've got the experience in Philip Rivers. They're in a nice age. They're all quite mature in terms of being established NFL players. And I think they're hungry. And they've all, there's an interesting little factoid as well. They've essentially got nine home games this season, Vern, as well. Because one of the road games is in the Coliseum against um, the Rams. So they don't actually leave Los Angeles for one of their road games. So they've got nine road games too. I also think to be a Super Bowl winner, you've got to know you're going to win your division. And I think with Pat Mahomes starting for Kansas, they might just take a little bit of a step back. I can't see the Raiders and the Broncos doing anything. So I think the Chargers win the division quite comfortably, potentially get home field advantage. And I think they're really stacked. That's why I like them. But Philip Rivers, I think he's just a bottler. Cool, that's a big call. I know. I know it is. I know it is. I know it is. I know it is. But if you watch Philip Rivers... When yeah. it comes to the crunch, he's all hyped up. He's got his red, sweaty face. He's got his big shoulder pads. But he always, always... Sounds like Joan Collins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> After a night on the lash in the Ritz Hotel. <laughs> it, I, it just doesn't do it for me. I just don't think that he's the kind of quarterback who could get you over the line. Everything else is there, like you say. But I think Philip Rivers, for me, some might say he's an elite quarterback, but he's yet to be proven listen, when it comes to the listen, crunch. Listen, listen, don't, don't start. By answering my positives no, I with know, your I know. with your negative. Well, you know, you tell just, you saying... you to, you tell everybody then who's going in in there from the AFC. All right. Well, here's is I think it's pretty obvious who I'm going to pick. Oh, you're not going there again. I am. Oh, I know. I know. It's boring. It's boring. But I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. <laughs> Only because because of that man. Tom Brady, it's his last season. There's no way he'll play next year. Guarantee it. Yeah. It's his last yeah. season. And without doubt, Tom Brady is not going to leave the NFL on a low. Tom Brady has fired up that team. He's probably took three more paid cuts to get some players in or pay players more money. Got a defense, defense that is consistent always. They had a slow start last year, but still got to the Super Bowl, Darren. Come on. Yeah, I think the uh, they're sleepers this year, the Patriots for me. Does it not worry the fact they've lost their left tackle in Nate Solder to the Giants? Edelman suspended four games and he's coming back off the knee reconstruction. Do you not just look at it this year and think, I mean, I know we ask it all the time. This does look like a New England Patriots roster without quite so many playmakers on it. Darren, if they didn't have Bill Belichick, I'd say, yeah, mm. you're 100% right. But there is nowhere that that guy would put a team together that would allow water to seep through the cracks. Not a chance. That, that, that head coach, we know, he's the Fergie of American football. He's consistent. He's an angry old man. Uh, he's miserable as hell. But all he knows how to do is win. And I think if you take the New England Patriots, they're in every, every equation when it comes to who will make the playoffs, Who's got the chance to make the Super Bowl? You cannot look away from the Pats. Outside bet for me, Darren. Atlanta right. Falcons. Listen, we haven't got to the NFC yet. All right, well, I'm just moving on swiftly as, as I drink my <laughs> drink my coffee. Thank you very much, Sarah, from uh, from reception for bringing the coffee. I think the Atlanta Falcons. Well, you can't listen. You can't have all 32 teams. Oh, you can't. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Yeah, my outside pick, NFC. I'm going to go Atlanta Falcons. Great quarterback. 
a huge, huge talent at wide receiver in Julio. I think he's by far the best wide receiver in the league. It's a bold statement. And I think when it comes to contract time, he will be the highest paid player in the NFL. The man could play defensive end, middle linebacker, quarterback, offensive lineman, running back, water boy, head coach. He could be a steward delivering hot dogs a hundred at a time. He is the most talented player in the NFL. They've got a great quarterback in Matty Ryan. They've got good running backs who can churn up yards. I saw that they that both of them have great yards after initial contact, which I think is a great statistic when you're looking at running backs. How many yards do they get once physical contact has been made? And with these new rules about helmet to helmet and the physicality of the game, in my opinion, dropping, I think when you've got running backs who can carry on after initial contact, that is a stat to look at this year. And I think it's going to be one that everyone will be saying, you know what, Vern, you were right. And I think they've got a consistent defence. They've got a brand new stadium. It's the home of the Super Bowl in February. Atlanta Falcons at home versus the New England Patriots. Right. OK, so that's a repeat of two seasons ago, isn't it, in Houston? Mm. When, it, when, they, when they got the Super Bowl in the bag and then blew it in the fourth quarter. Yeah. OK, I'm going to go uh, for an all Los Angeles Super Bowl. I've got the Rams. I think they're stacked all over the field. Aaron Donald's happy. He's got his money. We'll talk about that a bit later on. Brandon Cooks is an upgrade on Sammy Watkins at wide receiver. The defence was excellent under Wade Phillips before. And then they signed Akib Tlaib and Marcus Peters. Two fantastic corners. Um, and I also think, like the Chargers, they're in a division with the Seahawks going backwards. The 49ers not quite ready. The Cardinals could actually be one of the worst teams in the league this season while Josh Rosen finds his feet. That makes me upset. I think, yeah, but I think, again, they win the division easily. They've got a real chance to get home field advantage. And they've only got to be a little bit better than they were last season. And they they should then be the best team in the NFC. So I'm going Rams from the NFC, Chargers from the AFC, and I'm going the Chargers, the red-faced, sweating, Big shoulder padded, <laughs> Philip Rivers strolling around in Atlanta, waving a Lombardi around, looking for you in the crowd, saying, Vern, get out from behind the, the pile of Bud Lights. Come and have a taste of this trophy, my friend. I know what you said on the podcast way back in September. All right. Well, Bash. do you know what, Darren? Just for you, I hope that you're correct. But I, I, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of, of, of sentimental things that I want to mention, right, about the Super yep. Bowl. Okay. Firstly, the Atlanta Falcons, my defensive coach for the London Warriors, Adam Durdy, yes. is now linebacker's assistant at the Atlanta Falcons. So there's a bit of emotion there for me. And also, Carolina Panthers, I think, have got a real chance this year to get to the playoffs and be consistent. I think Cam Newton knows he's in his floor. He knows where he sits in the league. He knows his ability. He knows that he can run in a minimum of 10 touchdowns a season. That's why I don't like your pick at McCaffrey on the old fantasy football, because he'll just do it himself. Anyway... F.A. Obada, defensive end for the London Warriors, has now joined the Carolina Panthers and is now a legitimate member of the 53-man squad. Now, nowhere in professional sports has an athlete gone from being an amateur, knowing nothing about the sport that he's taking part in, to go and sign a professional contract. Now, this is bigger. Now, Darren, I know, I know you do your, your, your football on BT Sports, so you know everything about football players, soccer players. This is bigger than the Jamie Vardy story. This is bigger than the Ian Wright story. And everyone was saying, oh, Jamie Vardy's gone from this non-league football team to winning the championship with uh, Leicester. But if FA Obada can get to the playoffs, if FA Obada can pick up a Super Bowl... Four years after picking up a Brit Bowl trophy, then come on, this is a movie which will light up Hollywood and inspire so many young people to get off the street. Political statement coming your way. Get out of gangs. Go and make something of your life. It's easy. All it takes is hard work. Do you know what? I just sat back there and listened to you because I couldn't agree with you more. And you're totally right with the analogy. It doesn't detract from what Wrighty did and what Jamie Vardy did, but the standard is so much closer where they were playing to where they ended up from where Effie started to where he could potentially end up. And I also think as well, from an FL Europe standpoint, I've always felt that if this is going to be sustainable long-term, there's got to be a pathway for kids in, in the UK to think, I can do that too. And I think if we can start providing 
it'll only ever be a small percentage. Let's not get carried away here. It's going to be one or two every now and again. But if we can see that, it makes people want to play American football. It gives youngsters the belief that they can get to a college in the US. It gives the kids the belief that they can go and play in the NFL. And I think by doing that, it just gives the sport in general a much greater sustainability chance than if it's just Americans playing an American game in England. If we can have some kind of participation too, then I think that just helps the process. Well done, Effie. Well done to, to, to Adam as well. These guys are flying the flag, and I just hope there's more of them going in behind them. Well, we've got Alex Gray at the Atlanta Falcons as well. He's on the practice squad with, uh, with the tight end group. He's doing really well for himself. Uh, over at the Saints... We have uh, defensive end Alex Jenkins, who's uh, going to spend his second year on the practice squad uh, from Brazil. So we've got loads of Brits. My only concern now is Menelik Watson. He's been cut by the Broncos, so he's looking to be picked up. And I think he will because he is a talented himself, Menelik. And we've also uh, got, what's his name, at the Falcons as well, defensive lineman Jack Crawford who is a yeah. great player. And yeah. I think uh, Jack and Effie have become really good friends. And Jack is one of those players who never stops working hard. This is what I like about this podcast. You've got tremendous knowledge of these guys, and you've been there as well. I mean, you've been playing in the same team as these people, so you know what it takes. You know the level they were at. You now can see the level that they are at, and that journey that they've taken is absolutely fantastic, and it's, it's down to the talent, it's down to their determination, and it's down to the fact that people in the US are prepared to take an opportunity or give an opportunity to these guys to go on and try and develop to the level that they quite clearly can. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's really good, really good. We've also got Christian Scotland-Williamson, former rugby player. He's on the practice squad at the Steelers as well. So there's a great bunch of players out there. You got any more? Any more while you're there? That are flying the flag. Jermaine Ulamnio. He's uh, the number two right guard at the Ravens. I think that's how you say his surname. Easy for you to say. Yeah, easy for you to say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're doing all right. So we did our good. draft. We've done our Super Bowl picks. Off-season... Yeah. Now the off season, I'm preparing myself for the NFL season, and you know I like a bit of uh, a bit of tat. I love myself a bit of NFL merchandise. Go on. Then. And I'm scooching around, and I'm thinking, what can I get myself for the new season? And I wanted one of those Chicago Bears satin jackets. Remember the old school ones that uh, Big Mike do, used yeah. to wear on the sideline, pacing up I and do. down. He wore, it, he wore it over his tank top, Chicago he Bears did. tank top. Firstly, I tried to find one of them. You cannot find a Bears tank top, old school tank top, anywhere. But when the... you get the tank top, Verdi, even if you've got the satin jacket, you've got to have a tie on, which I don't think is really your scene. And then with the tie comes the tash. And I yeah. really haven't started facial puberty yet. No, you, it's very yeah, difficult you don't, yeah. for me. The only thing that yeah. grows on my face hair-wise is nasal hair. Now, let's be honest. If your penis... <laughs> If your penis grew the same rate as your nasal hair, I would be hung like a goddamn stallion. Where does it come from? <laughs> Can't you just brush it down? Every now and again, I see Tarzan swinging underneath me. Nasal hair is like an absolute phenomenal. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. Anyway, this will make the edit. Uh, yeah, but, it will. So anyway, I'm scooching around looking for NFL merchandise and I come across... Uh, a satin jacket. It's not the Bears one I wanted, but it's the New England Patriots satin jacket. So let me get Simon in, our producer, uh, okay. Simon Cross, who's got a wealth of NFL experience, loves a bit of tat himself, and I'm just going to get him to describe it because... Oh. Go on, Simon. Initial reaction. Oh, Come on, no. Crossy. Oh, it's very, very plastic. It's flammable, right? <laughs> Is it? Yeah, but it's made by the same company that made those old-school satin jackets. Starter. Starter, yes. Starter. It's, it's predominantly white... The sleeves are blue. It's a New England Patriots official starter jacket from 1986. Where did you get it? I got it online. And I thought, did I you? thought you know what, I'll look good in that. But Simon's about to take a picture. He'll put it up. And you know what, believe it or not, I don't. I look shocking. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I once did, and, and Crossy's got photographic evidence of this. Sorry, we Darren, were, we're just taking a picture. Taking completely, a picture. completely didn't hear anything you were saying. Okay, well, that sounds like that. that's, that's like being at home he's, for me. He, he's Nobody's listening. This is like being at home. He's putting it on the, uh, the the WhatsApp group as we speak. So it, Brilliant. It's up there now. So have you got your he's, phone with you? You can have a look. Yeah, he's also well, he's also got a picture of me somewhere. We went to New England to do one of the games and we were walking around the club shop for about six hours. I was buying everything I could see. But they actually had suit jackets. 
What? New England Patriots suit jackets. I got and the logo. It. Yeah, the logo is all over jacket. So it's a proper suit jacket, but it's got the Patriots logo all over it. Oh. I'm sure Crossy's got a photograph of me in the suit jacket. Which, do, you, do you have that, Simon? Which one's that? The, the, the New England Patriots suit jacket. He's coming right up. He's coming right up. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. You see? That's this a revelation. Bad. How good's that? It's not a hideous kind of stag do jacket, though, is it? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Because I think that if you could, if it was subtle, I would actually wear that. Fled. It's, it's definitely the last word you would describe is subtle. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That's shocking. Oh my god! It looks like Robert Kraft has just come and shat all over your jumper. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. And at the background, it says it's about honour, it's about respect. You ain't getting any honour and you ain't getting any respect wearing that jacket. Uh, It can only be described as one of those hideous, highly flammable jackets that you see the kids wearing on stag dudes these days. Oh, that is awful. We'll stick that up there, too. We'll put that uh, on on our Twitter as well. We'll put that up there, too. I didn't buy it, by the way. I just put it on for the amusement of taking the picture but you know what's funny we found two pieces of hideous merchandise that both belong to the new england patriots <laughs> yeah they just lead the way everywhere don't they they lead the way everywhere yeah i yeah. also got so, given a commemorative uh look at this bomber jacket simon it's a commemorative super bowl 50 bomber jacket uh it's got leather sleeves fletch it looks like the I've kind of. One, I've got one of those. It looks like the it, kind it's of. It's black, mine. Yeah, the, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Made by Levi's, mine. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, no, this is a f- official NFL team apparel. Right. Hey, and I've got yeah. a little bit of a, a, a treat for you, uh, Fumble fans. I've been speaking to someone very high up, very high up at the NFL UK office, and they're going to give us discount codes for the NFL shop. Are they? Yeah, they're going to give us discount codes. Not just me and you, Darren. Oh, no, we're going to share the love. We're going to, oh, uh, we're yeah. going to churn out some discount codes for the NFL shop. And also, now that they've got rid of all the glitches in the system, we've got some Game Pass uh, codes as well that we're going to give out, which will give you, oh, I think, that. 15 to 20% off the old NFL Game Pass, which, Brilliant. as we know, we love to bits. It's, it's, I think if you... I, 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 now that Bolton are, are remaining in the championship, Sky have started doing something very similar to NFL Game Pass, where they've started showing the EFL games all at the same time on the red button. It's really good, that, isn't it? Yeah, really good, really good. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we will be able to uh, churn out some codes, some discount codes for NFL Game Pass, which will enable you to experience what I think is the best piece of technology in the sporting world at the moment. I think it, it, it's superb for fans, the old Game Pass. Do you know what? I, I'll tell you, you are exactly right, because when you sit... Um, as you mentioned earlier, when I'm at BT Sport and that, they look at things that they can do and have brainstorming meetings as to what they could do to improve the coverage, how they can take the coverage on. And I'm sure Sky do it too. What's the next thing? What's the next bit of technology? One thing that always gets raised all the time is NFL Game Pass. And you simply can't replicate it for Premier League because the game is not conducive. You've not got a stage on the field where you would automatically switch to red zone, for argument's sake. It's 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 really difficult to that red zone aspect of Game Pass is 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 virtually impossible to replicate in most sports. I would I would suggest. Yeah. So, no, you're right. I mean, obviously, you know, they they try and do it on BT Sport and they try and do it on the BBC where they get the uh, the former players, the pundits, to sit around and, and explain what's going on. You know, like Jeff does it on Sky, doesn't he? Where the, where yeah. the guys sit around and and they talk, but. Uh, it's down to the pundit to be good at describing what's happening because you don't see it because of commercial rights and intellectual property and all this kind of stuff about the game. It's all about the regions that the Premier League is shown in, I do believe. But with the NFL, because they own all their own content and it's not split up into different divisions or, or, or nations or territories, they can do whatever they want with it. And that's why Game Pass and Red Zone is so... And let's be honest, the guy who hosts NFL Red Zone is an absolute legend. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it. Because what was the fella in Dynasty with the white hair? <laughs> Mr. Colby, was it? Yeah, because when 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 Scott Hansen in twenty years' time, he'll be the fella from Dynasty. He, if you if you just said, "Where's this fella from?" and he never spoke, you'd go America. Yeah, yeah. He's got that. You know, he's almost got the Howie long haircut, hasn't he? Yeah, he's very he's handsome. Got, he's got the suit that doesn't quite fit. It's just ever so slightly too big. Never makes a mistake. Shoulders. 
tie, the tie doesn't go with the shirt. The shirt doesn't go with the jacket. The jacket doesn't go with the tie. Loves but, a pair of slacks with bolting shoes and a tan leather belt. But he carries it off. Yeah. He carries it off, doesn't he? Scott Hansen is different level. He is, he is. different level. He, he, he is, but he should be in Dynasty. Of Jeff Shreves. He should have been. I mentioned earlier, but he should have been Joan Collins' toy boy in Dynasty all day long. <laughs> Perfect. Such a stud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, so there we go. Uh, yeah, we, 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 we've, we've sold uh, the NFL, I think, now. Uh, and as you can gather, we, we love it. It's everything uh, that you expect it to be. Yeah, it goes on for a bit, but bloody hell, enjoy it please yes. and we're here for the whole season and if there's anything that you want to do anything that you want to say anything that you want us to do then get in touch via our Twitter handle are we are we still at the fumble we're still at the fumble the only one problem is I can't get onto the Twitter page anymore nor can you so Crossy is in charge of all of that Crossy's going to be in charge of doing uh, all the fumble stuff from the, the Twitter page all the way through the season and Simon's just put out a tweet saying worst at Patriots jacket RT for Vernon K like for Darren Fletcher <laughs> <laughs> They're both terrible, aren't they? They're both awful. Goddamn yeah. awful. Uh, and as I, always... Oh, wow, Vern. I know. I've just looked at it now. I know. As always, wow. comment, please, and subscribe. We appreciate it because... Uh, we, I was having a laugh with my daughters... Uh, this week because they're all into YouTubers. They don't watch telly anymore. They're into YouTubers. And I, I overheard the girls talking about YouTubers. And every single time they mentioned a YouTuber, all they kept saying was, hi, guys, remember, subscribe, rate, comment. I'm like, what are you doing? He said, oh, that's what every YouTuber says. You have to subscribe, you have to comment, you have to rate. So uh, for us, please, we're going to replicate what the YouTubers say. Do us a favour, subscribe, comment, like us, because that's how you climb up the charts. And to be honest with you, we're not that fussed, but do us a favour. Thanks very yeah. much. Let me have a go then. So, so everybody, subscribe, rate, comment. Thanks. <laughs> I did that well, didn't I? Simple as <laughs> I that. I was good at that. With, I, was I good think we're showing our age. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, when you see us in the, in, the, in the two jackets, we're certainly showing our age. I think it's mine. I've got to be honest. I think yours is quite cool compared to mine. The back's all right. I'll show you the back in a minute. But, the, the, oh, it's just bloody awful. It's highly flammable. Like If I go outside and it's 25 degrees, I'm just going to combust. I'm just going to set on I, fire. I'm doing your four to one at the minute, which is the worst jacket. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I'm doing your four to one at the minute. Nice. It's not even, it's not even close at the moment. It's that Patriot <laughs> suit jacket. It's, <laughs> it's hideous. Oh, dear. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market since 2013 bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness if we counted those on air this ad would last over 1157 days but if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible it would take just a few clicks because every time you make a purchase bombas donates an item to someone who needs it Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Anyway, where are we now? What are we doing now? Right, like, like, there's a couple of, there's a, one question I want to ask you, Darren, because you're the man who knows everything about football. You're the man who knows every stat, you know, every Come player on. for every team. Uh, there's been some big moves in oh, the NFL yeah. over summer. Uh, I want to talk about Khalil Mack. Oh. Why Why has he gone from the Raiders to the Bears? Is it a Gruden issue? Is it the fact that he didn't like what's going on over there at the Raiders and he's gone to Chicago? Have Chicago made the right gamble? It looked expensive with the old draft picks. What do you think? What's happening there? Well, I looked at it and, and, and the only reason they've done it is because they, they didn't want to pay. I mean, it's clear. I mean, you don't let a player of that calibre leave if you're prepared to pay. Because they are very, very few, there are very few good rushers yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, Khalil Mack didn't want to leave the Raiders per se. He wanted to be paid like Aaron Donald. Raiders decided not to. They then got the best offer available, which was the two first round picks, etc., from the Bears. Now, I don't think there are many coaches in the NFL who could have done it. I think maybe Belichick could have got away with a move like that. Gruden can, for the simple fact of the matter is, they've basically given him the authority to do 
what he likes. They're paying him more than any coach in the NFL for a, a ridiculously long guaranteed contract. So he can make this kind of personnel decision without any real fear of losing his job. What I'm, what I'm struggling with is that I can't work out whether it's a good deal for the Raiders or a good deal for the Bears. Because the Bears get one of the top two or three pass rushers in the league for barring injury the next decade, which they've probably looked at the draft and thought, we're not going to get one as good as him. Then from the Bears' standpoint, they give up two first-round picks, which you kind of know what the currency is for two first-round draft picks. The Raiders then lose Khalil Mack and don't have to pay the money. But now they've got to make those picks work. And if you look at some of the Raiders' first-round picks over the last decade, apart from Khalil Mack and one or two others, they've been terrible. I mean, when you think about Robert Gallery, Carl Joseph, Darius Haywood Bay, you know, these are all top 10 first-round picks from the Raiders who have just not panned out at all. So this is only a good deal for the Raiders, in my opinion, if they now draft well. But if they blow the two first-round picks, they've achieved nothing. From Chicago, they get Roquan Smith. They've got Leonard Floyd. They've got a decent secondary. They drafted their franchise quarterback last season. This is now a team, I think, that can push towards eight wins this season in the NFC North and then moving forward can hopefully, you know, put one or two pieces to the puzzle that one or two of those players on the current roster mature and then they can start challenging the Packers and the Vikings sooner rather than later. From the outset, I think this is a deal that stacks up heavily in the Bears' favour because I've just not got faith in the Raiders to use the picks well. But is that no faith in the Raiders? Is that because of their head coach? I mean, now they've got Gruden there and we know what he was like for ESPN and, and the sports channels when it came to the draft and his analysis of players. Do you not think that that's a game changer, knowing, thinking and knowing that, you know what, John Gruden's there, he knows his college players inside out, left to, left to right, back to front, upside down? Well, I look at it and I think, you know, from a, an NFL standpoint, you know, they've always been loath, haven't they, these franchises to give out guaranteed money and to give out big contracts. The Green Bay Packers have a brand new general manager in Brian Gutekunst. I think that's how you pronounce it. Got to be careful with I that hope one. So. If you're chewing your pastels, he was happy to give Rodgers the big contract. But you say, well, of course, of course he would. He's the best player in the game, arguably. Yeah, but that's a lot of money. If he gets injured, does his ACL week one this season and can't play again, that franchise is ruined for the next decade. Aaron Donald for the Rams, they've been prepared to pay him too. It just strikes me as strange that a fella's come out of the television booth having not coached for how many seasons. And the first thing he does of any significance is to trade away the best player on the team by a significant margin for two first-round draft picks. He might be a genius. He might be a fool. We won't know for five years or so whether this has been a good decision by the Raiders because they've got to make those two draft picks and then you've got to give them the opportunity to become impact players in the NFL. And believe me, Vern, for this to be a good draft for the Raiders, both of them have got to get to a ridiculously high standard to get anywhere near the level of performance we're going to see from Khalil Mack. Flip side of it is, Mack gets injured this season, never the same again. Raiders get two first-round picks. You, you can't really analyse it, I don't think, for probably four or five years. Isn't it if, crazy? If we're being serious. It's one of the big, big differences in American football and football that we know, let's say Premier League football, is that you have to be patient as a fan in the NFL because we're talking about first-round draft picks and you said there, this investment is going to take five years. Where yeah. in the Premier League, there's no patience. If your team is doing bad, let's take West Ham, for example, at the moment, still yet to win in the Premier League. They're talking about the manager being fired. There's no... There's no accountability on the field, but yet in the NFL, the accountability is if you mess up, there's a possibility that you could be out the door. And we've yeah. traded our best player, but we're going to invest in the future. So please be patient and let's see how these two first-round draft picks pan out with our new head coach who's making a lot of money. Fans, be patient. We've invested in a team that's going to take, like you said, maybe five years to get to where it's at. In European sports, you don't get five years. <laughs> no, you don't get you don't get five weeks. You know and what, what I would say, Vern, as well. I think I, I don't think the Raiders now win any more than four games this year Whoa! because they had they they had Seriously? a bad yeah they had a bad defense with Khalil Mack. Even with him on the field, they were a bad defense. They now stink on defense. They've wow. got to score 30, 35 points to win a game. Hang that on, is let, how bad let that me defense make a note is now. Of that. You don't think the Raiders? 
We'll win more than four games this we'll season. We'll win more than four games? Yeah. I, 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 my over-under for the Raiders now without Mac is four. Because I, I, there's that much pressure now on Derek Carr and uh, Murray Cooper, been paired. Marshawn Lynch. Now that he's been yeah, paired as well. But, but listen, if you can't stop anybody, you know, it, it, and, and are those players, Derek Carr, Marshawn Lynch, Amari Cooper, is that as explosive as some of the offences that they're going to be playing week after week in the league? I don't think so. And they've got a defence now that can't stop anybody, can't get any pressure on the quarterback because their pass rush is gone. Their secondary was poor last year, and it's not going to be any better this year when there's no pressure on the, on the opposing quarterback. I think this is a write-off season now for the Raiders. Wow. And I think Gruden is, is, is going to be under pressure, regardless of the contract, because they're just not going to be winning. I cannot make a case for them winning games. I, I just find it impossible. And then once they get to Vegas, he's going to stroll, get them on uh, the MGM well, Grand. All the best, all the best, selling a team to Las Vegas who roll in there off a 4-12 and 12 season or whatever oh. it is. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, all or, the best. Oh, yeah, all the best. Good luck with that. Well, we'll see how that pans out. Remember, Darren Fletcher just said that he can't see the Raiders winning any more than four games. I, I'm either. Season. I've either come back from the summer and I've been in the sun too long because I've got the Raiders winning four, I've got the Chargers winning the Super Bowl, or I'm a genius. It's one or the other. Oh, I no think it might be the here. light bouncing off my Patriots jacket, Darren, <laughs> that sent you into a, into a tizzy. Pick six. Right, let's do the pick six. Here we go. Moments of the summer, Darren, uh, when you missed uh, the NFL the most. Did you see me hanging out with Leonard Fournette? Do you know I did, yeah. And I thought, here he goes again. He is. Never, I never get the invite, do I? He is one of the loveliest blokes you could ever wish to meet. Very quiet, very collected. He's got quads on him that I have dreamed of all my adolescent life. Like, his legs are a joke. And there's no wonder that he's one of the best running backs in the NFL because it looked to me, Darren, like he's lost a little bit of weight. So I think he's looking for that extra burst of speed this season, which some might say come second half, especially in the playoffs, they were lacking with that extra burst of speed and uh, hence why they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. But I think Leonard Fournette on form has got to be one of the best runners in the league. I think the one time I was, I was in the US, went on holiday with the family, we drove through Tampa on the way to Clearwater and we could see the stadium in the distance. And that was the time when I thought, wouldn't it be great just to pop in there and watch a game while I'm here? But it's nearly here now. So I've kind of forgotten about the dark days where there was no NFL <laughs> to to watch. So I'm just quite excited now. So I'm all positive and upbeat about what we're going to see over the next six to seven months. I think it's, now, a, pre I think it's a pretty even season. There's a, lot of, there's a handful of good teams. And there's a lot of average teams. And I think the it's... NFC's stocked. Yeah. I the NFC is stocked. I think it's that group of teams who are good, not excellent, that are good, that are going to make a massive difference this season. And I think I think we're in for some surprises. Hence why reflecting on your picks for the Super Bowl, Darren, oh. apart from Philip Bottler Rivers, yeah. I think I think if it was uh Chargers and who else do you say? Rams. Rams, yeah. I think that that's that's the Super Bowl that we haven't seen the Rams in there for a while. The Chargers haven't been there for a long time. Uh, should be good. It should be yeah. good. Now, the question on my sheet now says, Fletch Deverne, the worst NFL-related person of the year. We've already worked that out. Yeah. You're not going to make anything worse than the jacket that you bought. No. So I'm going to throw this one in. Which franchise is correct? The New York Jets to start Sam Darnold from week one third overall pick in the draft or the Browns who are going to start with Tyrod Taylor and not Baker Mayfield who they took first overall in the draft which franchise is correct I watched Baker Mayfield in the ball game at the end of the season and there was a lot of hype about him obviously he's a standout quarterback but when you watch him play he reminds me of Johnny Football Right, It reminds me of RG3. And they're two quarterbacks who, in college football, have made a statement by being able to pass it, short yardage mainly, and run it, the run option. Those quarterbacks in the NFL don't succeed. And I think benching Baker Mayfield, not benching him, but resting him, getting prepared uh, to become a legitimate starter in the NFL is the right decision because I think those kind of quarterbacks struggle. And he's not the tallest, Darren when you see him play. He's not the tallest quarterback. But I think if you look at Darnold for the Jets, I think he is a legitimate pocket passer. I think he, he 
I think he's strong enough to stand in there, strong enough to take a few hits. And I think the Jets have made the right decision. And I also think the Browns have made the right decision by resting their Baker Mayfield. I'm going to go Jets are right, Browns are wrong. If you take the fella first in the draft and he's a quarterback and he's the Cleveland Browns, play him. The supporters have no hope whatsoever because they're Browns fans. What are they, 1-31 in the last two seasons? It can't get any worse if you play Baker Mayfield and not Tyler Taylor. Quarterbacks are more NFL-ready out of college these days. And the name I just mentioned, Tyrod Taylor, he's the option. Baker Mayfield has to be better than Tyrod Taylor. Otherwise, you wouldn't take him with the first pick in the draft. Get Baker Mayfield on the field. Get Sam Darnold on the field. Get Josh Allen on the field. <laughs> get him out there. Let him play. Yeah, but, but quarterbacks that have gone out there and played from the start of the season in recent seasons have done really well. But the Browns did that last year, Darren, days. and he was an absolute nightmare. It wasn't good enough, though, was he? That was the difference. I know, but if Sean Kaiser wasn't wasn't to the level of Baker Mayfield. But would would Sean Kaiser have been an NFL standard quarterback if they'd have rested him for maybe half the season? instead of putting him up there first, because his passing was way out, he, he he looked like a nervous wreck. If they'd have invested time in him, which we talked about investing in time earlier on, do you think it would have made a difference, or is he just a bad quarterback? Well, he's at the Packers now, so we'll find out, learning from Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy and Joe Philbin, so we'll kind of find out what he is. Here's one fear. Um, this is where it's going to get interesting, because Jimmy Haslam, the owner there, is not a patient man, is he? No. So he's going to be watching hard knocks like the rest of us. And he's <laughs> scratching his head trying to work out how the hell Hugh Jackson is still his head coach. Week three is the Browns against the Jets in Cleveland. So Sam Darnold rolls into town. Brilliant. And Baker Mayfield stood there holding a clipboard. Do you think at that stage, Jimmy Haslam might just put the number of Hugh Jackson's cell phone into his and go, listen, by the way, Darnold went three. You could have picked him. You've taken the other fella. I'm watching this Tyrod Taylor. Get Mayfield on the field, Sharpish. <laughs> it's a Do you think that's a possibility? It's a possibility. As long you as both you. of them don't turn out to be Ryan Leaf, I think they'll be all right. <laughs> Breaking news, Darren. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous. Well, I'm a bit concerned. I know what you're going to ask. On Saturday, you're going to be on the same stage as Matt Forte. Yeah. What's going on? How will it be? Well, I don't know. I think the emphasis is on him to be nice. You know, we told the story last year. He wasn't very nice to me in the Bears locker room when I was simply trying to do what everybody else in the room was doing. In an open locker room, I was trying to ask him a question. I think the fact I got an English accent maybe didn't help my cause. <laughs> and he was quite rude. And then I'm going to be on the stage at Piccadilly Circus with Neil, with OC and with Jason as part of the big NFL kickoff weekend. And who do they send across to join in? Matt Forte. Brilliant. So I can't listen, wait for a, this. Let, let me tell you what I'm going to be Hi, like. Hi, Matt. Remember exactly. me? Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to be like. I'm going to look at the fella's size, look at the fella's shoulders, look at the look on his face, and I'm going to say, hello, Mr. Forte, how are you? And I'm not going to mention it. Are you, are you not going to wall him up? No, I've not got the, I've, I've not got the box. I've seen yet. your Instagram over summer. You've been hitting the gym more than most. <laughs> what I might say to him is, when you're on the plane, Give this podcast to listen to because there's an interesting story on there. Yeah, yeah, and get yeah. back to me. <laughs> but wait till you're about three hours over the Atlantic and then give me a shout. So what's going to go? <laughs> what's going on down there at, on Regent Street? Well, it, 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 they've moved it from Regent Street to Piccadilly Circus. So what we used to do around the one of the, uh, the international series games is close off Regent Street and have the full NFL experience down there. They've decided to do it this season around the NFL kickoff instead. So uh, the Vamps are going to be playing. There's NFL alumni down there, loads of things going on, NFL store, all the things that you would normally associate with that Saturday before one of the international series games is going to be taking place this Saturday. Um, really delighted to be involved, as I always am. Love working with the NFL London guys and all that kind of thing. So it's going to be a fun day. Get yourself down there. We're going to see loads and loads of NFL fans, as we always do. And it'd be a great way to kick the season off, get everybody together again and and kick it off from there. Now, let me ask you, uh, just quickly for my uh, Wall of Fame gym, yes. as I like to call it, what alumni are going down apart from Matt Forte? Do you know? No. Oh, OK. Fair I've on. got the meeting later this week oh. where they tell us. Oh. No, I was only pre-warned about one name. <laughs> and and that that's... that's <laughs> there's an obvious reason behind it. I love it. 
I really yeah. do. Let me get, let me give you one here because I, I really want to know what you think about this. What is more likely this season that the Philadelphia Eagles repeat or retreat? Well, they're going to start. They're going to start with Nick Foles, aren't they? Yep. Carson Wentz with- isn't ready. Not cleared for contact even yet. Well, I, I've seen footage of him launching a football like even a few weeks ago, and he looks fit, he looks healthy, he looks ready to go. I'm surprised that they're going with Nick Foles, but obviously you want to uh, you want to cherish uh, your best asset, and if Wentz isn't ready, then fair enough. Uh, I think it's going to be difficult without him because he was the quarterback that built their season last year. However, look at Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. He was superb. We were there to witness it. Second half, we can barely remember because we were we were drowning in the old uh, Bud Light. But but uh, I think they're going to be up there. I think they've got some tough competition, which we spoke about earlier on. I would yeah. like to see them up there because we haven't seen a back-to-back Super Bowl winner in a long time, have we? Let me let me ask you this: How many years is it since there was a repeat winner of the NFC East, let alone a repeat Super Bowl winner? Since the same team won the NFC East in back-to-back years. How many years? I'm going to go early 90s. No, it's not that long. Is it not? No. Giants did it, no? Two years no. back to... What? No. It's 14 years since it happened. Who was it? It was the Eagles won it three years in a row under Andy Reid. No way. It's 14 years since there's been a repeat winner of that division. We always talk about the NFC South, don't we? where Tampa, the Saints, the Panthers and the Falcons tend to rotate as division champions. The NFC East is the same. So 14 years. So they've got their work cut out, Philadelphia, simply to repeat as division champions, let alone get into the playoffs. I mean, if they're a wild card team, they've got to go on the road. There's a lot of things. They've got a quarterback banged up. From a team that looks so talented and is so talented last February, so the questions that are being asked now is quite remarkable, really. Bearing in mind, they've not played a meaningful game since. Who was their quarterback there? Was it Donovan? McNabb. Donovan McNabb, yeah. yeah. And they had Brian Westbrook and that, that group of yeah. players. Terrell yeah. Owens there for the season, all that kind of thing. Here's another quick one, mate. I'm just going to give this one to you. What's the pick of the three London games for you? Well, for me, we talked about it a lot last year. We have to support the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I yeah. will be ramping them up as they take on uh, Super Bowl champions, the Eagles. But if you look at the one, Auckland Raiders versus the Seattle Seahawks, a rivalry to behold in the NFL. We're going to get the Raiders again. First time we see the Seahawks. I've got family in Seattle. The first NFL team I ever saw live when I was sweet 16, stood outside their uh, training facility. I met Dave Craig, met Steve Largent, met a whole bunch of uh, iconic Seattle Seahawks players. Uh, Family-wise, I think uh, a couple of... You know when you got... uh, family who are not really family but you've known them for so long you call them cousins and uncles and aunties I've got a a couple of cousins coming over so uh, I'm looking forward to the Oakland Raiders Seattle Seahawks but let's go Jags yourself Uh, all of them I think they're all great this year Yeah, I know there was a bit of a knock a couple of years ago that one or two teams didn't really set the pulses racing I like all three can't wait for all three this year really really good and for all them people who say no we've only got three games hey stop pinch yourself We've got three games. Take the only out. Exactly. We've got three games and they are great teams. The Auckland Raiders, Seattle Seahawks, Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl champions, Jacksonville Jaguars, playoff uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, Titans, unbelievable. And the Chargers, Darren's pick for the Super Bowl. They're all coming here for us. Question five. Come on, Vern. All right, let's go. Go on, me to you. If you could see one regular season game this year, what would it be? Would it be Brady Rogers? No, it's one that I'm going to go and see. In November... It's the last year of the Oakland Coliseum before the Raiders go to Vegas. And I've always wanted to go and see a, a game in that ramshackle stadium with all that history. So in November, I'm going to go and see the Raiders hosting the San Diego Chargers. My mate's just gone to live on the West Coast of America. I'm going to go and visit him. I'm going to watch the Golden State Warriors play basketball on the Friday. And I'm going to go to the Coliseum on the Sunday and see the Raiders Chargers. And I cannot wait, simply because after this year, you won't get to go back to that stadium to watch a game there anymore. You know so what's interesting the there, Darren, in everything you've just said, yeah. you, kept, you kept saying, I'm, I'm going to go here. I'm gonna, that I'm's going to become a we, Darren, I'm afraid. You, you, listen, you, you're more than welcome to join. You, you, you're, you have an open invitation oh. to come with me wherever I go. I would love that. That would be awesome. Uh, all open right. invitation. Go on then, last one. La- last one, Vern. Are you going to put the pads on at all this season? No. I'm not, okay. and this is the reason why uh, I won't be watching yourself and uh, lovely Neil Reynolds 
and Orsi and Jason at the uh, NFL season opener on Regent Street. It's the Brit Bowl this weekend. It's the London okay. Warriors versus the Tampax. Sorry, Tamworth Phoenix. <laughs> and uh, the Tamworth Phoenix beat the Warriors in the semi-finals last year. They beat the London Blitz in the semi-finals this year. They're a team to uh, uh, to really behold. They've done really well. A great organisation. A lot of fun. They've got a great quarterback. Uh, but the Warriors. Are they too much for the for the Phoenix? We will find out in Leeds on Saturday afternoon. Can't wait. Love it. And I'm not putting on the pads because I can't remember anything. <laughs> You'd soon get it back again. I know, I know. Uh, uh, listen, Darren, it's been an absolute pleasure. We got the two-minute warning. I know, I'm just saying it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to do this podcast. Now, before we crack on into the two-minute warning, I just want to say, that, no, do you know what? Let's get on with it. Two-minute warning. Are you ready? It's yes. A big, it's a big one and you've only got two minutes, Darren. I'm ready. Go. All right, Darren, here we go. Two-minute warning. It starts now. Why is Michael Gallup the most important player in the NFL? I think, well, maybe not the NFL, but certainly the NFC, and I'll tell you why. The Dallas Cowboys parted ways with Des Bryant at the end of the season. He's not been picked up by anybody yet. If you look at the Cowboys, they've got a good secondary. They've got a good defensive line. They're going to rotate four defensive ends who are going to get after the quarterback all the time. They've got Dak Prescott. They've got Zeke Elliott. They've got a great line. But who do they throw the ball to? Alan Hearns is not a number one receiver. Tavon Austin, Cole Beasley, not number one receivers. If they want to get to the playoffs and go deep into the playoffs, they need someone to become Des Bryant. Keep an eye on this guy, Michael Gallup. Third round selection from Colorado State. He's got a tremendous relationship with Dak Prescott already over the preseason. They want Michael Gallup to be Des Bryant. If Michael Gallup can beat Des Bryant, they can win the NFC East, they can go deep into the NFC playoffs, and they might have a shot to get it all the way to the Super Bowl. If Gallup can't get the job done, I think you can almost write Dallas off as an offense because they'll key on to Zeke Elliott and those, that inability to be able to get the ball down the field, minus Jason Witten as well, of course, who's retired, will become a problem for them. Michael Gallup is a massive, massive player for the Dallas Cowboys. He's a player that not many people have heard of. Watch him, monitor him. He could be the, the difference between Dallas being really good and really average. Who got him in our fantasy draft? Big Tim. Big Tim got it. Big Tim got it. We've got 20 seconds. All right, just quickly. There's rumours that Shad Khan is going to buy Wembley. Is that the foundation of us having a London franchise? I think it would certainly help. I, I'm all for it from an NFL standpoint, but I get the arguments against from a football point of view. Thank you very much. There you go. The two-minute warning is done. No, appreciate it. Jared, it's been a pleasure. An I, I absolute can't. joy to get back behind the microphone and just talk absolute nonsense about the NFL. Love it. I can't believe we're back. Can't believe we're back. Every week, without fail, we're going to really build this thing this year, aren't we, too? So yeah, don't we are. forget, listen, subscribe. What's the next bit? Comment. Comment. Review. Review. That's it, yeah. Uh, and, and remember, let's make it more interactive. Get in touch via our social channels, on the Twitter, on the Instagram. Uh, Simon, do we have an Instagram? We don't have an Instagram yet, to be honest we'll with you. We'll set one of those up, shall we? And yeah. what, what we'll say to, I tell you what, if, why don't we lay it out there? That we, why don't we do one topic from our downloaders per week? That's a good one. Yeah. And, the, and the topic that we choose, that's where we dish out the, the, the vouchers that you've been nice. so kind to get over the course of the season. Nice, I like that. Yeah, good idea. So, uh, like Darren said, let's reiterate, if you've got something that you want us to talk about and you want to join in, maybe we'll get you on the phone and we'll patch you through to the studio. What we can do is take your topic and in return, we'll give you some vouchers either for free stuff, merchandise, or a discount on merchandise and discount the on Game Pass, game yeah. pass and, as and, well. And, but we'll we do one a week and it's got to be one that we choose. Exactly. And you know where we are? We are at The Fumble on Twitter. Get your questions in. Thanks for, Thank you once again. Uh, for listening, review, subscribe, comment, all that palaver, and we will see you next week. Thank you very much. Cheers, Darren. Ta-da, mate. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.